Hi, my name is Russell, and I'm pretty sure I have the greatest job in the world. I work at the video store, the one just down the road from you that you can go to once a week whenever it is movie night. Why I love my job is that when the store is quiet, I get to watch movies and films and TV shows all day long and talk about them with my friends that work here. But what's really great is that some interesting people also pop into the store for a visit and look to rent something, and that's exactly what happened today. On the show, we are chatting to Carrie-Anne Alliston, who is a radio DJ. She's on MixFM, and she's also a fantastic DJ. She's a promoter. She's um, a big part of the, of the live music scene here in South Africa and has been such a big supporter of Short Straw and the Bioscope over the years. I've taken great joy in getting to know her and... It, Often, obviously, I've been the one being interviewed by her, so it's very cool to do it the other way around. Um, she got in touch the other day uh, to chat about something, which you'll see we actually end up chatting about on the show. But um, knowing that I was going to get a, a little moment of time with her to chat about something for the Bioscope, I am now officially one of those people who is going to sucker all my friends into <laughs> being a guest on the podcast so that's exactly what happened I asked if we could carve out a bit more time to have a chat and then what's great is that you know because who I am as as you know the owner of the bioscope and a member of short straw that obviously all plays a part in in everything that we end up chatting about here on the video store and so we were able to have that chat uh, in in the in the podcast episode which is quite cool but yeah she's a lovely person and and really, and really just a delight, as you will see. So without further ado, let's open up shop. And this is me having a chat with Carrie Ann. Did you see that thing yesterday on the TV? <laughs> How you did? I'm good. How are you? I'm so good, thank you. It's been a it's been a while. It has been a while. Way too long. When was I that? love seeing you and I'm really excited. <laughs> when was the last time we hung out? I can't remember it to be honest. I'm not sure. It's been a while, but I'm really happy to see you and your lovely face. Thank you. And please help me to find something good to watch. <laughs> well, let's perhaps start with what 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 do you watch? What's, what's your setup? What do you subscribe to? What do you have? Okay, so I have Netflix cool. and DSTV, but I'm a shocker. Like, I'm really bad at, like, anything technology-wise. Like, I'm challenged. So, sure. So I don't have all the fancy Disney Plus... Hulu. Sure. No, no, no. Things. Netflix and DSTV, like that's the, I think that's the, the staple. That's yeah. the, that's the main thing. And is there anything that you are enjoying right now? Okay. So I am busy with the boys. Ooh. It's Ooh, great, hey? It's so great. It's so, so good. Um, it's wild. It's, it's absolutely wild. <laughs> I'm just really excited that people are taking these kind of chances and making crazy. It's so stuff. daring. Yeah. Are you watching season three? No, I'm still on season one because okay, technologically wild. challenged. So. Okay, so we, we do a thing at the video store. We call it the back of the box, which is like 
if we start talking about something like the boys, we do a quick back of the box, which is like, if I were to take it off the shelf at the video store and I were to read the back, like, what is it? In case anybody doesn't know. Okay. So maybe you didn't even know this, but the boys was famously a comic. Okay. It was like a graphic novel. Um, so it existed. And you're super, you're into graphic novels and all that kind I, of I'm stuff. I'm not really, to be honest. Like okay. some of the other dudes that work here at the video store, Cole and Graham and, and, and Gad, good old Gaddy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they, they're the dudes that actually like read a lot of that stuff. I, I, I didn't, to be honest. I was okay. a little more like outside on the tennis court playing cricket. Okay. Um, but tennis court playing cricket. Yeah, yeah. No, I was, I was, I was an outdoors kid. Um, but uh, so, so it's a, uh, yeah. There was like this kind of source material. But basically, what it is is it's is it's a future where if Marvel was really real, so like comic comic, like there there are people with superheroes. I mean, with super abilities. But it's great because it's like. They're not necessarily heroes. They they're like quite corrupt. Anti-heroes. Yeah, I and love they them. and they've all <laughs> deeply flawed, and it's like really gone to their head, and there's corruption, and it's basically, yeah, as if, as if we were really living through the Avengers. But and what's so great is that in the boys, um, uh, each each person is kind of a, a similar version to a, a comic book hero we know. So like Aquaman. Equivalent in the boys is a guy called the Deep. He's like highly flawed, and at some point you see him being like fingered in his gills. Have you seen that scene yet? Goodness gracious! You haven't gotten to that scene yet. No. Okay. Yeah. No, and he's like a sort of bit of a sex perv. That's probably come up at some point. Already. No, the 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 Deep in in the boys. Oh, in the Deep. Yeah. Yeah. And and basically the boys is a group of dudes who come together to kind of take down these corrupt superheroes okay so that's the back of the box and the boys is amazing so yes. you haven't gotten to the whale scene yet no i've i've, oh, I've, I've i'm, I'm oh. loving it but, there's, um, such, there's um, such outrageous stuff coming your way in. yeah no it's really really good but i'm a i'm a peaky blinders breaking bad uh, kind of girl i never did i never did peaky blinders didn't you Mm-mm. i struggled to get into it at first and now it's phenomenal so i'm on the last or the newest season, shall I say, okay. um, on Netflix. Okay. Um, but Peaky Blinders is pretty pretty great. Um, what I haven't watched yet, and this is going to blow your mind, yeah. is Game of Thrones. Yeah, sure. So I haven't watched that, and I haven't watched Vikings. I haven't watched any of that stuff. It's so interesting, because Game of Thrones <laughs> was... <laughs> yeah, we've got this theory that Game of Thrones was one of the last sort of huge TV shows that everyone was kind of on board with, where I think nowadays we're going to live in this world where, you know, we're not all going to sort of tune in in the same way in which we did. But you, you've obviously seen and, and felt how Game of Thrones kind of ended for people. Well, like you everyone is freaking out, and I haven't watched one episode. So. I, think, I think you can live your life without it, to be honest. Do you think so? Yeah. I, because I often ask this question on the radio, and I go, like, guys... Is my life going to be better if I watch this? And I think it would have been cool if you were part of it all because that was great to sort of have this moment where everybody was watching, everyone was tuning mm-hmm. in, everyone was seeing, and everyone was a part of it. But knowing what kind of comes, <laughs> <laughs> it sort of, sort of it builds like this incredible, huge thing. And then in many ways, it sort of just flops at the end in a way. It sort of gets wrapped up 
perhaps a bit too quickly. I kind of felt that way about Ozark. Yeah, I never watched Ozark. Oh, didn't you? So I love Ozark. And, okay. um, and the Enoch me felt a little rushed. Or, or maybe yeah. just a little disappointing. I think sometimes... Yeah, like maybe you just you, you give so much of your life, your life to these series and then you don't want them to end. And yeah. then when they end too abruptly, you're bummed. So yeah. I felt that way about... It's hard. I must say, I, I struggle to decide on, on taking on like a big six series drama because I'm like, this is going to drag me through the mud for six seasons. Like, <laughs> am I like, do I have the time and the emotion and like... Is it, you do. Is it it's be it's worth a serious it? commitment, and I'm commitment phobic. For, like, like, <laughs> in, many, in many other ways. <laughs> um, that's funny. I, yeah, the, the, the limited series work well for me, where it's like you know it's only going to be eight eight episodes, and you know there's going to okay, be an you, end. You know, you know the they've, you know they've like, thought cool. through the end. Yeah. So like Anatomy of a Scandal, or like. Oh, that Harlan. was good. Yeah, but did Sienna you like Miller's that? phenomenal. I think, yeah. I think she's pretty great. So. Um, all the Harlan Coben stuff. Who's that famous oh, writer? Yes, of and he's got lots of the house, stuff on. right? Or the safe, the safe. Yeah, it's like safe know, house, yeah, safe. and they're all kind of like confusing to remember which one's which. But it's like, yeah, you know, it's like a one. Someone's a kidnapped, one, or someone's buried, or someone's thing. like <laughs> like a Liam Neeson movie. Mm. <laughs> um, there's there's actually a really great one on um, Apple TV Plus that I'm starting to watch now called Blackbird. Which has got old Tegar Egerton. Egerton. Oh, the the dude who played Elton John. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love him. It's really cool. Blackbird. Oh, I've got to watch. And it's one of those like he is this kind of drug runner, sort of mafia duty who gets put in jail, normal security jail. Meanwhile, there's this other guy who's this kind of serial killer or potential serial killer, who um is in a maximum security prison on the other side of the States or whatever. So there are these two stories going at the same time. And then basically the premise is the FBI or the CIA like sort of ask him to to try and, and if, if well, they, they, they move him to the maximum security prison to try and get this guy to confess to more murders oh, right. because they believe he did more, um, okay. but they're not sure. And basic, like the, the, the bad guy, like, almost could have been coerced into confessing. So you're not quite sure whether he actually killed the one or two people he was charged for and why he was oh, right. there. Okay. But it could be as many as 13 and he's like this weird creepy dude, but you don't know. And you as the audience member still don't know whether he's, he's done it, but old, old Elton John is in there <laughs> um, getting to know him and trying, you, to, and trying to sort of be his friend to try and see whether he can get him to... to to um, admit to it, so it's it's like creepy and weird and That's it's cool. Fun. Yeah. Blackbird. What did Blackbird. you say that was Apple on? TV Plus. Apple TV Plus. I'm gonna have to just get all of these yeah. these fancy things because yeah. I don't know if Netflix is cutting it. Like I'm starting to watch some silly things at the moment. Like I'm, I, I, I am running out of things too. Do you know what I started on <laughs> Netflix recently, which isn't bad, is a is a show called Blown Away. Which is like, uh, which is <laughs> you're kidding. The black, the 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 back of the box is so simple. It's like a normal reality TV show with challenges and obstacles, and people get kicked off, but it's glass blowing. That is ridiculous. And How? It's, it's why are you bad. watching that? Are you serious? Because it's like sometimes you just need something simple. Like, is it cake? Have you did you ever watched? Is no, it cake? No. Like you and I, like we have busy, crazy lives, and like sometimes you just want to come home and watch a stupid TV yes, show like that. Yes, but then I watched Boobitch, 
What's Boobage? So Boobage is on Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> and I just channeled my 16-year-old self. Yeah. And it's a it's like a teen comedy drama series thing. And that's one season, so you'll like it. Okay. Um, so just British. channel your... No, no, it's American. Uh, channel your inner 16-year-old girl. Um, I, I don't really have one so she, <laughs> available to do. <laughs> Channel it. Okay. Um, it's better than blown away. <laughs> is it a is it a is it a, a, a fictional thing with characters? Yeah, so or? so this girl kind of dies. She she dies and but she hasn't left the planet yet. So she has to like do stuff at high school before she's allowed to kind of cross over. But that's as a cute. spirit. Yeah, she sort of comes back. Yeah, she's spirit. still she's still here, and she's but she has to like do things before she can fully cross over. So she's still in her body like, and like, doing high like school kiss, things. Like kiss the boy she loved or like... Yes, exactly okay. that. Boobage. So that's boobage. That's hilarious. <laughs> it's super cute. Spe- yeah. And that is that you don't need any kind of brain cell activity for. So any so a big night out for me, which is every night, yeah. the next morning... Boobage, baby. Boobage. Boobage. How about? <laughs> the, <laughs> so I'd rather watch something like that than blown away. <laughs> yeah. Okay, now I get you. Speaking of, of TV shows on Netflix with funny names, yes. there's there's one called Lovesick, which is actually a really great, it's a lovely name. It had a really stupid name to begin with, which I'll tell you about. But Lovesick is a real gem on Netflix. And it's it's a it's British. And it's a guy who literally at the start, within the first 10 seconds, finds out he has chlamydia. And the doctor says, you need to go back and tell your partners that you have it. So every episode is him going back to the, his partners, the girls that he's slept with over the last, I don't know, six months to two, three years, to kind of let them know that he has chlamydia. And, and, you, and, you, and then you get this little episode about when they met, how, like what their relationship was like and sort of where he went wrong. And it's more about him kind of finding what he did right, what he did wrong, what's wrong with him. Because you, obviously you kind of root for him as the hero. It's lovely. Its original name, before it got bought by Netflix, was called Scrotal Recall. Goodness gracious. <laughs> Which is such a daring. <laughs> and it's such a like British thing to have like such a, such a hectic name. But then it got rebranded as lovesick and it's so fun lovesick is a way cuter name yeah yeah um you're really but i will i'm so gonna watch that i'm not gonna watch blown away no you don't need to no you really don't need to like (laughs) i remember years ago discovering a show that was also the exact same format good old reality tv but it was hollywood special effects makeup and that was cool so it's funny like you can just you can basically you can imagine these guys pitching this show like normal reality tv show but Glass blowing, and everyone's like, "Ooh, I get it." <laughs> but yeah, I know it's no. mindless. But tell me, where were you last night? Was uh, it- where wasn't I last night? That's <laughs> gracious. You know me. Don't don't like to miss out on a party. So I started off at Brian Lara. Nice. Obviously, with um, the best homies, Greg and Sai, who own Brian Lara. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, they're the new then, they're the new owners. Um. I think Greg's owned it for a while, and now yeah, Simon's yeah. new partner. Cool. Um, but also, it's it's like a double bonus because I get to see them. I get to drink a pina colada out of a pineapple, and it's then magical. no, and then <laughs> Michael Lazar is next door at his vintage shop. Yeah. Called Chappie. 
Um, so does, does he open it at night? He, he's open all day, all night. So well, his, his plan, I think, in life is to wait for people to get drunk like me. And then I wander in and buy all kinds of ridiculous stuff. Yeah, he's got cool stuff. There. He's got amazing things in his store. But I often, like, I'll just go there and buy everyone dresses and fur coats. and like. You, you, love, to, you love to buy people presents. <laughs> I really do. It's, it's my favorite thing in the world. It's such, a, it's such an interesting sort of attribute. <laughs> I don't know many people t- too much like it. That that sort of like when we hung out, when you wanted to sort of see the bioscope when I was busy building it, I think we were sort of connecting just after the pandemic. You brought me cereal. I did. You brought me cereal and cherry coke. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not a big cereal eater, but I do love. What did I buy you? It's the ones. It was like sort of honey little... nut Cheerios uh, or something, or honey. That? Well, basically what I did is I made it last. I sort of sprinkled, I had normal granola and then I sprinkled your cereal <laughs> in. Granola. So these, these sort of little, um, they were these like sort of little treasures. <laughs> yes. And I really so enjoyed it and I was like, where did you get it? Because no, it was like one of those important. The international, the international cereal section in the shop. Yeah. That's where you got to go. That's where it's key. It's yeah. key to go because I don't like cereal. I'm not a cereal girl. But um, there's that one with all of those cute little. Charms, Lucky Charms, that's yeah. what they're called. Yeah. That's yeah. the best cereal in the world, okay? okay? And it's probably the worst for you yeah, in world yeah, history. Yeah. But that's what I'm going to get you next. Oh, um, but my favorite thing is buying people gifts and buying them from friends is even better. So it's like a triple bonus if I go to Chappie because then I get to buy vintage cool stuff that no one else has from Michael Lazar, who's yeah. like the best DJ in the world. And then, and gifting, I give people very strange things that I buy from Michael Lazar's shop. But just go and check it out. It's amazing. But then from there, we went to um, Casa. Have you been to Casa? No. Oh. Casa. I'm so kidnapping you. Like one day, we're just going to go and get day drunk. And I'm going to take you to all of these places. So Casa is run by like four or five Cuban people cool. who are the most amazing ever, like the best where people is it? ever. It is where La Stella used to be. So kind of almost Sorry, opposite that still doesn't to... doesn't help me. Where? It's, it's almost opposite um, from Rats in Melville. Yes. So okay. same, same side as Hell's Kitchen, like a block up. Um, and it's but wait, sorry, rats. Oh, oh, yeah, old Melville. Okay, yeah, old Melville. Seventh Street. Yes, exactly. Seven Delon. Seven Delon, same side as Hell's Kitchen. Like same side as Hell's Kitchen. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's called Casa. It's called Casa, and the food do you, is divine. Do you remember the Berlin era? Do you remember? When, do you remember when Berlin was there? No. Also, same side as Hell's Kitchen, just a little further down the street. No. There's a bar called Berlin. No. It was so cool. I remember it was that. back in the like Tokyo Star era. Oh, uh, I did you? Tokyo Star a bunch. Were you there? I was Tokyo Starring, but not yeah. Berlining. Every That's Thursday. Weird. But I, I used to this... go to Baseline. I never really went to Baseline. We would start at Tokyo Star, yeah. and there was always the guys that you kind of always recognize, and you kind of <laughs> only hung out with them there. Yeah. Then at some point, we would go up the street to Berlin, and then on the way down, we'd have a Mighty Dog. A and mighty dog. A mighty dog. What the Do heck is a mighty my what? It was like a, um, a, a it's a hot dog. It's like a street vendor from hot dog. Oh, from, oh, just from like. I a don't food. think they really exist anymore. But but people. An old school food truck vibe, like just a yeah, like like, little... like the greasiest <laughs> hot dog, like a burry roll. Okay. Where it's like. Only I your, had those outside. Only your like twenty year old constitution could handle that. Yeah. 
Like if I had to introduce that into my body now, like my body would, would like reject it immediately. <laughs> but like your 20 year old self could have like a vodka slushy, a, a white Russian bourbon, and then this like. Dude, that's what I did last night. I still, I think I got stuck in, in the past. Wow. I think it's like if, if someone had to make a movie about my life, it would be one of those sci-fi things where I just, I just didn't, I didn't go past 20. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you mean like you're in this kind of time loop? Yes, I'm That's in a time all, loop. Like, like a body swap. A body yes, swap like one of those. Like, I don't know, is there a movie with Jamie Lee Curtis or somebody? Yeah, where she swaps with her daughter yeah, or something. Yeah, so I, I just swap with myself, but I'm like... <laughs> I'm just, I'm just stuck in in in, in my Listen. twenty year old life because I act. The older I get, the more childish I become, which is fine with me. Like I'm not complaining, yeah. but like I am very irresponsible these days, um, and that's probably why I enjoyed. But you Uber. I don't drink and drive. That's the yeah. one thing I don't yeah. do. You Uber. So and you buy people presents. Yes. So and perhaps, I'm keeping perhaps all the bars open. Perhaps you're not saving for later. <laughs> I'm but, not saving for later. <laughs> um, but you're bringing a lot of joy and happiness into the world. Um, Mix nice FM is still a say. big Thank you. part of your life. It is. Um, I've been there 10 years, can you believe? Yeah. You, 10 you, years. You are, you are the voice of weekend radio, uh -huh. at least for me. That's very kind of you. Thank and you. you. And you're, um, my, my buddy John... It somehow came up. Somehow we were talking about Mixy Fem. He's like, that one chick has got the sexiest voice. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I know that chick. <laughs> and so that's why when we did that one interview for Short Straw, I was like, don't you want to just record this voice note to John? That was the best. Did you send it to John? Oh, he loved it. He's like, oh, my God. <laughs> but you got the voice. You got the, you got the, the, the real radio voice. But it's, it's, it's you. It's, it is what you sound like. It's lovely. It's great. Thank you. That's so nice of you to say. Thank you. No, and on MixFM, really, like, it, it's so funny to talk about because for the last few years, I've been very aware of, like, evolution and whether you're on the right side or the wrong side of kind of evolution, especially as COVID sped so many things up. And I think there will always be a place for, like, 702, those kind of talk radios. They're kind of podcasts in a way. They're, like, mm -hmm. they're, they're always on the beat. They're always close. And then a radio station like MixFM, will sort of also always be on the right side because it's very community, it's very small in the sense, but the quality is there. Where I, I, I feel in some regard, sorry for the, the bigger commercial radio stations that I don't think have that relationship. They don't have that connectivity I've, to their audience yeah. um, just because they're so massive. You know, mm -hmm. it's like if you're 5FM, it's hard. Like, there are so many different South Africas out there. Mm -hmm. You know, there's the Santon South Africa. There's the rural KZN South Africa. There's so many. And how can you appeal to everyone? Where like, if you mix FM, you know, doing community stuff and community neighborhoods, like being at spots. I don't, yeah, it's just, it's interesting. I think that there's such a big place for mix FM. Thank you for saying that. And, and it's cool like that you're a part of that, I think. And I think you. that when we do stuff as short straw and we, are, are trying to advertise like you can you can tell like it, it, it penetrates thank you um i do think i think you you kind of hit the nail on the head i think because each personality on the radio on mix specifically reaches a certain like i reach john 
Yeah. <laughs> and my that, buddy John. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That I, you know, when listening to mix, everybody, every DJ has their their listenership. You know, yeah. that that tune that tunes in specifically to yeah, and hear I, this or that or whatever. So. I can I can say the same about the bioscope. I mean, like there 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 is someone who is a bioscope person. Yeah. And it's so funny being in a new neighborhood now. Um, similar, but still different. Like it just shows you the difference between Forty Four Stanley and Mabaneng. Like mm-hmm. that ten minutes. So tell me, is an tell adventure. me about. Let's sorry. Like I'm gonna. I no, just no. want to know about your bioscope journey because I think it was such a brave thing to to take on in the first place. But totally. such an important thing because yeah. you you just you're doing something really important. And I, I as someone who loves TV. And loves movies. You're, yeah. you're keeping something very special alive. Oh, but cool. what is the difference between Mubbing and Forty Four Standing? Well, Mubbing started as a radio station for everyone. Like you could have a party, or you could still salsa on the roof, or you could still get your fresh veggies at the market. It was still sort of finding its feet, and it was and it was something for everyone. Yeah. Then, as more and more stuff opened, especially the the, the building across the street from us, which never joined Mabaneng. It never actually was owned by the developers. It never sort of played along. They opened a string of bars, like on the bottom and at the top, and each one of them had their own sound system, and it just got loud. Yeah. It just, like a Friday night, Saturday night, like it was jam-packed with cars. You know, even the cars were loud, you know, so it was just getting, like Matt, you know Matt Sutner from Peachy, mm-hmm. you know, he went to go watch, um, I think we screened Gremlins mm-hmm. um, in, in 2019 as a sort of Christmas thing. And he was like, Mubbing's lit. And I was like, you're right. What a great word to describe it. You know, where it's exciting, it's fun, but it's also kind of on fire. <laughs> <laughs> Which it kind of was. Like, Jeppy's Town, there was something on fire, literally, at all points in time. <laughs> like, there was dudes burning stuff, like, literally on the side of the road. And I was like, this is just not, like, cinema isn't lit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe like the occasional Dwayne Johnson movie, but we don't. <laughs> but but we don't screen Fast and the Furious, so thank you. You know the <laughs> audience that. that yeah, <laughs> the audience that is coming for like I don't know some Danish film retrospective, which we don't do often, but we would like to be able to do with the Danish embassy. You know we have fun stuff and bands and things like that, but when when you want to do cinema. You know, those kinds of people would never go to that bar across the street. And those people that would be at that bar, like, didn't even know the cinema existed. So we were just in the wrong place. Yeah. And so we, um, I then, when I started Limited a Dish, the clothing company, the T-shirts, I had a little pop-up on the other side of 44 Stanley and came in here every day and was like, oh, this is lovely. (laughs) There's a fountain and there's trees. And like the 30-year-old me was like, oh, this is me. You know, like yeah. I was getting a bit tired of Mabaneng. It was like, yeah. it's, it's an adventure and it can't be an adventure every time. Yeah. So then I just mentioned to the people here, I said, you know, like the bioscope doesn't have to be in Mabaneng anymore. And I could see they were excited and they found the spot because of the the high volume. And and it was, yeah, it was it was needed. It was, it, we, we needed to do it. So it was based oh, on that. Amazing. Also architecturally. There were things that we'd sort of learnt after 10 years that we wish we could have done in that space, but just structurally we couldn't. And so it was cool to like keep everything that worked, change everything that didn't kind of. And then obviously the huge pause, which was like, 
when lockdown happened. We were in the middle of the move when lockdown happened, and it was fine. It was actually, in a way, it was a blessing because I didn't have a rent to pay in, in Mabuneng, and I didn't have a rent to pay here because I hadn't moved in. So everything could kind of survive if yeah. we just stayed um, cool. And then I could also take that time to just think how people would move, where they would go, where would this be, how would that be? And it gave me a chance to like really think about it. And it also gave me a chance to be excited about it again because I was getting a bit tired, yeah. like literally and figuratively. And so like I was ready, the cinema was ready, Joburg was ready when things lifted and just happy once again just to go back to feel like we're on the right side of evolution which is like people will always come for a sing-along or a white russian party or a stand-up comedy that was a new thing that just blossomed oh so yeah so you do that on a sunday right so we, we yeah we can commit to a regular sunday comedy night now which is great on a on a at 6 30 but we also do runs like runs of a, com a comedian would hire the, the bioscope for three or four nights to work on something before they mm -hmm. shoot a of special course. or before they hit the big you know, hit a big stage. And mm -hmm. so it's great. Like you get like a skulk beside note on like a Tuesday and a Wednesday. Mm -hmm. We sell out, so we do great. He gets to um, try his new material and a yeah. little bit of pocket money. And an audience gets to see him like up close and kind of figuring his stuff yeah. out. It's cool. Yeah. And a lot of guys are doing cool. that. And so we it's such a win-win. We also then don't have to take anyone and everyone because as you know there can be bad comics mm -hmm. <laughs> and it's the same with movies like sometimes there's a movie that's like not that great but you want to still give it a chance so we sometimes would be that cinema to just give it a chance where now we can get the best of everything yeah just I pick love the films we want to pick because in the past it was tough to always fill the calendar um and so yeah we just ah oh, and we're doing lots more personal stuff now birthdays that's so um, cool. Anniversaries and yeah. You know. This is the best space. It's the best space, and you you offer everything, which is amazing. Thanks, I yeah. I love that I can have a shot of tequila right before I come and pop in and watch a movie. <laughs> yeah, and you can have the tequila in your slush puppy. Yeah. We call it a, we call it a slushed puppy. So, <laughs> a good little slushed puppy and a movie. I was, and I, also, I, I love that, that you. <laughs> it's a great name. <laughs> it's gonna stick. Um, and I love that you also. I think you always. You did what you put on Top Gun, didn't you, before it came out? Yeah, so we I would, mean, so well, as it came out. It, so. That's the great example of where the bioscope yeah. fits. Yeah. So we've got a concept. So we've got these signature events that we've figured out, one of which is Classic Movie Sundays. Yes. And so because we actually are living in that era now where so much is being rebooted and yes. so much franchise is being built, that, that we can be the cinema that will screen the original Top Gun. It's exactly. like a refresher before the new one. Yes, and that's everyone was watching the old Top Gun and then going to watch the yeah, new one. Yeah, so we knew so that was coming, really cool. and so yeah. we could be that cinema that could yes, license that older film, which is easy enough to do, because to screen the new Top Gun, like you really should watch that in IMAX. You yeah. really should watch that with like premium yeah. seats and premium screen and sound, which you know we've just yeah. never had the budget for, but we fit in our own way, and I think that's cool. It is. It's super cool. Well done, you, for for, for keeping Thanks. cinema alive and for doing for doing that. Because where else are you going to go watch the old Top Gun before going to watch the new one? Yeah, nowhere. No, and like marathons, and there's also that interesting way to like pair things, you know. Well, you often do um, uh, music video uh, launch.
lunches. Yeah. And no, that's a, a lovely lot the band. one. Obviously, um, you being in Short Straw, um, you understand the musicians and the launches and that kind of stuff so well. So uh, it's yeah. very cool. And there's this lovely economy where um, I don't need to necessarily charge the musicians because we'll probably look to have something else on that night. Yeah. That'll be like the main income. But if we can do this sneaky little one-hour in the cinema where we screen the music video once or twice or perhaps a behind the scenes or perhaps someone sings a little thing. And if all their friends come, I can make my money off them with popcorn and drinks and things. And it's a lovely little extra boost for the night. I don't charge the musician because I know. Mm. <laughs> I know it's like, there's not always like the budget for a music video launch. Yeah. There's not even enough budget for the music video. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, yep. Cold, one of the guys who works here, um, at the video store, he, yeah, he made a great music video and it was like, of course I'm going to help him out. Like most of these guys are, are friends and so it's cool to like do that. I think it's so fun, um, the, yeah. the little music industry community we have going on, you know. Yeah. Um, going back to where I was last night. Um, <laughs> there I was. Uh, there eating, I was. Eating a, what, the, or drinking the pina colada out of a I pineapple. was at the bean. No, I had the pina colada oh, out of a pineapple casa? at Brian Lara. Then at Casa, so they've got a thing called um, chanchara or something, which they just feed to you for free. It's it's these Cuban rum shots, and you just get one every five minutes, um, which is bizarre. But it's it's <laughs> it's rum because and honey. you're a special friend, or because no, they give it to everybody. Um, but they know I'm very thirsty, so I get one every five minutes. Um, um, and they've got great food and, and great drinks, and then. You just pop along one one block up to Hell's Kitchen, yeah. and there's always a a musician or a band or a DJ or a something going on there. So, Lovely. yeah, so it was great. And then, of course, I mean, I was out with um, Gareth Wilson was out oh, there. Grant oh, D'Souza. Grant D'Souza has a cinema uh, or a or a drive-in in Cape Town um, as well. So he also oh. does like some really cool stuff there. So we were out last night. Um, as if we had nothing to do today. Um, <laughs> but but it's cool because everyone kind of, or most yeah. people anyway, support each other. Um, That's cool. And it's just amazing. I know? went, to, I, I, we discovered such a great restaurant in Morocco, of all places, where um, they don't, because it, it's a majoritively like Muslim part of, part of the world, they, they, they not a lot of bars, but there was this one bar that was just outside the sort of main city. And we'd read these reviews, which were like, you don't need to eat supper anywhere else. Go to this bar, and if you hang around for long enough, they start bringing you food for free to keep you at the bar. I was like, that's such an interesting idea. And no one really does that anywhere, where basically you go there to drink, but then a guy will come around with, like, little snacks. That's and they'll put them on the plate, put them on the tables, and within about sort of 40 minutes, there was, like, prawns. There what? was other things. They just brought food. Why are we in Morocco? You should go to Morocco. It's I want incredible. To go to Morocco. It was just a bucket list trip. Okay. Best wow. food I've ever had. What? It's incredible. Incredible wow. food. Oh, that's just like I'm meat. such a I'm There's such a meat and couscous. Like I just love food so much. Yeah, and it was really well coordinated. This was with the ex who planned it all out and she found this really great um food tour. Oh wow. That you do in the old town in the Medina of Marrakesh. This was a guy who, who grew up there. Then he moved overseas, met an American woman, but they came back and now they live in Marrakesh and they do this, this food tour where you eat like goat's head and you eat like 
couscous, but he takes you to all these little places and like little back alleys where you were like, if I was on my own, I would not go back there. But he <laughs> takes you back there and you go down this path and you now in this dark and there's this guy cooking food in the dark. Wow, I love this that. Cave and oh, it was incredible because oh. they they slow roast, they sort of slow cook meats that sort of make like a, a their equivalent of like a poiki, a tagine, mm. and it's like this food yeah. just like falls <laughs> I'm off. I'm getting the bone hungry. And like, I'm getting so and hungry. Then you, and then and then you sort of complement your carb is just sort of like this really great couscous. That's how I kind veg. of feel with this this casa place um, because I've never eaten Cuban food before, and so going there, I'm just like, what is that? And I just and the food is so delicious. Yeah. And it's, Appar- it's apparently, like, adventure. the food in Little Cuba is better than Cuba because, like, obviously Cuba has struggled financially over, yeah. you know, with all the, the, the sort of sanctions and stuff and, and, and just general communism not working. <laughs> but, but um, you know, the flavor and the idea is there, but it's, it's apparently better in Miami because those guys at least have the means to sort of create the best. Yeah. Cuban food and I really wanted to go to Miami but we, we missed it on this one trip but I was really looking forward to Cuba little little Cuba little Cuba okay well that's um, cool that Joburg's got got that yeah it's very cool I really hope that more people go to go to Casa and go to these restaurants that are popping and, and what's your plan for today Ooh-wee. Okay. so my plan for today is I really I've got a meeting in um, in Santon this afternoon I have a meeting with you just okay, after yeah, this. Okay, no, we're going we're gonna to chat, chat about something. <laughs> uh, actually, it's about a, an amazing documentary, which I'll just tell you about right now. Okay, um, let's, have the, let's have the meeting now. It's, <laughs> let's just have it right now. It's, um, there's a punk documentary which has uh, been made in New York, um, and it's about, um, I think, Sid Vicious and, um, and another one, like a sister documentary called Nightclubbing, um, about all the artists and craziness that happened at this one nightclub in America. Um, and it's, it features like Alice Cooper and like, yeah. and just a bunch of, of punk. Um, What's the punk. documentary called? I'm going to look because um, I really want to, I really want to bring that. And do a screening of it. To do, so they're launching this around the world. Oh, that's great. So, um, so while you're searching, um, the Bioscope's very <coughs> proudly done that kind of stuff like we 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 often thankfully sort of get those emails or get those calls where it's like oh we're now launching this kind of film project with Bjork yeah and we it's with cinemas around the world and yeah. every now and again they do that we did that with Mumford and Sons we did that with Sigaros the yeah. the the Icelandic band and it's really cool to like be like one of the cinemas that's doing this. It's the best because Okay, so this is happening. So this is called Nightclubbing and the other one's Sid the Final Curtain. And it's a Chip Baker um documentary. And yes, so there's okay, so and we'll it's been it's been featured um on variety um in New York. Um Okay, cool. So and it's, yeah, it's we'll just ch- really cool. We'll so. chat more about it, but in 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 answer, yes, yes, uh, a mm-hmm. thousand times yes. No, it would be great to do that. That's what the bioscope's for. Like exactly. Whenever, whenever someone ever comes to us and is talking about an idea or hosting a screening, and whenever they say like, you know, I just want to build a community around, and I'm like, yes, doesn't matter what it is, whether mm-hmm. it's puppies or like, <laughs> we did something for bunnies, like a bunny bunny place. But anyway, no, there was lovely. There was once a girl who was like. There was once a girl who who was like, I just want to create a space where, like, 
girls who, who like other girls could come and feel safe and be with their partners and we'd watch really great, interesting queer films. So that, that are more like female queer films. But she's like, a lot of these girls are young. They're still kind of figuring themselves out. And I was like, yes, this is great. Like, of course, like, let's do whatever we can to kind of have this community come together that you kind of helping create. That's amazing. So even if it's that or if it's just punk rock, let's do it. But um, I'm sure you need to get on your way with your day. Uh, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to watch Boobage. <laughs> no, and keep an eye out for something that I'm dying to see. And I'm not sure if it's, I don't think it's out yet, but it's called Daisy Jones and the Six. Okay. It's about this band and they become the biggest band in the world. And I think the writer kind of loosely based it on her idea of Fleetwood Mac, I think. Okay. Um, and so it's a fictitious band called Daisy Jones and the Six. Yes, which is quite interesting because of Daisy Jones it. being that live venue in, in the Cape. In the, in the Cape. In the Cape. <laughs> uh, do, you know, do you know where, is it coming to Netflix? I'm going to tell you right now, actually. Daisy Jones and the Six, New York Times bestseller. Um, so it's based on the novel by the same name, the story of a rock and roll band that became the biggest in the world, only to break up at the height of their fame. And the writer based the story of the book on watching Fleetwood Mac on TV as okay. a kid. That's cool when those kinds of things, like like um, um, Cameron Crowe, who made Almost Famous. Yes. Like a lot of those were his, those anecdotes in the movie were of him when he was a little kid. Like he was a rock writer. Yeah. And when he was starting out, like the whole thing with the plane you know, the famous scene in, in yes. Almost Famous where they're going to crash. Like, that happened with the Who, with him. He was on the plane. It's wild. That's mad. Wow, anyway. that's crazy. But I'm loving all of these... Um... Suggestions. You're going to watch Lovesick? I I'm think you'd really Lovesick. like Lovesick. I'm I, I, can't, watch I can't imagine why anyone wouldn't want to watch Lovesick. Like, oh, it's, wow. it's delightful, it's endearing, it's funny, it's great. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to watch... Boobage. You're going to watch Boobitch when you're looking for something uh, to watch other than Blown Away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then you're going to start Peaky Blinders. Okay. It's going to pay off. The juice is worth the squeeze. Yeah, I think so. Okay. I think so. Good. Should I watch Game of Thrones? No. No, no. <laughs> no, okay. you'll be fine. You'll be just fine. <laughs> just qu I, know that we're, I know you're trying to get rid of me and I've, I've talked too much. <laughs> but lastly, how great are these uh, music tribute movies that have come out like um the queen brady mercury thing the elton john thing the yeah, Elvis yeah, yeah. thing. have you watched have Elvis? you watched Elvis? okay so i had the best day ever i invited matthew fink oh, bronwyn cito wow. oh, cool. jacques mulman oh, rob mclennan lovely and you guys like, all went to go watch Elvis. yes and so we went on like a wednesday film. night and we went to go watch it and it was the best yeah we no austin butler does a great job how great. And it's interesting to focus it a little differently, like more on Colonel Parker and like the... And so kill like, that guy. He's interesting. I find it so amazing how those kinds of dudes can exist in real life and get it's as far bizarre. as they can. Like he it's was bizarre. a con man. Yeah. Like he deceived most people. And all of these bands are traveling internationally, the Stones, the Beatles, and, and Elvis just, couldn't yeah. leave America because of this... Oh, Hold him captive a bit. Goosebumps yeah. now. No, it's a lovely movie. It is. It's phenomenal. One thing is wild is like Priscilla Presley, like she was like 14 eh, when they first met. 14? Yeah. Wild, eh? That's mad. I think they married when she was a little bit older. She was, I think, close to sort of 17 or 18 when they married. But he was courting her and they were together when she was 14. 
How That's old? Eh? How old is he? Do you know? Like late twenties. Oh wow! Like thirties. It was weird. It was a little frowned on at the time. Like there was a bit of controversy, but I think it was kind of a bit swept under the rug. I mean, by today's standards, it's horrendous. It's like, totally <laughs> right. It's wild. Gracious. I didn't realize and, that. And, and the other great yeah. fact about Elvis is that he he dyed his hair. He he had sort of more like chocolatey brown hair, and he was born. You know, he he came to in black and white. So people assumed he had black hair because of black and white television. So the moment color television came in, he very famously always had to dye his hair black. Gosh. Interesting, eh? Super interesting. Factoid. Okay. <laughs> Factoid of the day. Thank you for having me. No, thank you for this for chat coming. and thank you for the movie recommendations. Lekker. The series and will, recommendations. And we will see you soon. See you soon. <laughs> All right. So that was me and Carrie Ann Alliston. My name is Russell Grant, and you've been listening to the video store. Thank you so much for tuning in and, and staying with us. Uh, this is now the end of the shift where we get to uh, count the money and make sure everything balances. And it is a part of the show that we call the cash up, where if anything we said is wrong or anything we couldn't remember at the time, we just get this quick moment to uh, right the wrongs and, and, and balance everything before we turn off the lights and go home. Uh, the most obvious one um, was that the guy who played Elton John in Rocket Man and of course is the lead of Blackbird is Taron Edgerton. I somehow got some great Game of Thrones names <laughs> somehow in the mix. So uh, yeah, apologies on that. It is uh, very much Taron, which is quite a cool name if you think about it now Terron Terron it's like a male spelling of Terran I never thought about that before until now and it's Egerton or Egerton Terran Egerton strange name but a cool name and a really great actor and Blackbird is amazing and you should really um, watch it on Apple TV Plus alright uh, you can uh, share the video store .co.za with people so that they can like and subscribe to the show. Uh, please join our ever-growing uh, little community over on Instagram. If you haven't already, we are the Video Store Pod on Instagram. And then get in touch on Facebook. We are facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash the video store. And I think that's probably the best spot for people to post things like trailers and other TV shows or memes or whatever you want. Um, just share the stuff that you're enjoying and things we should be looking out for or paying more attention to or anything we might have said wrong. This is a chance to uh, just hang out and, and talk about that kind of stuff. Lekker, uh, we will see you next week. Thank you for tuning in. Cheers.